Despite having voted for Biden last time, 21-year-old Elena Symes couldn't point me to anything that would make her want to vote for him again, except... What do you like about Joe Biden? <laughs> um... Uh, that he's not Trump. <laughs> Ah, uh, there you go. The Democrat Party answer. That was ABC News' Martha Raddatz. Raddatz asking a, uh, a random Democrat voter on the street, uh, you know, why would you want to vote for uh, Biden again? And if you want to stump a Democrat, there are a lot of ways to stump Democrats today. How many genders are there? Does it pretty much every time. That's uh, We got another one of those uh, today. You see the 12-year-old kid in Massachusetts taking it to the school board because he wore a t-shirt to school and on the t-shirt the chest it says there are only two genders so naturally he was kicked out of school thrown into a gulag now he's making tennis shoes for LeBron James somewhere west of Wuhan China because you're not allowed to uh, say anything out loud or express a thought that deviates from the Democrat Party's talking points this is a great and the kid is very articulate i was my best girl was listening to the uh the video watching the video i was listening to it across the room on saturday and i said very articulate young man is that racist can i say that is that that uh, racist uh very uh, seems like a smart kid and we've uh, got that that's amazing we also have a, a professor for you of climatology he's a climate stuff professor and he talks about uh, he made a video too or he's on video talking about global warming and global cooling. And, uh, well, you know, what kind of time frame are we talking about here? And I'll share that with you. Amazing stuff. But, yeah, ABC This Week, Martha Raddatz. I actually used to work with her a bit at the Pentagon uh, long ago. And uh, asking a typical Democrat out on the street, hey, uh, Joe Biden, uh, why would you want to vote for Joe Biden? Isn't he he great? Uh, The New York Times has a big piece on Joe Biden today. They're uh, one of their fluffers, Maureen Dowd. She's uh, She got the uh, fluffer at the White House Correspondents' Dinner on Saturday night. She got the Fluffer of the Year Award. I got a Fluffer of the Year Award. Um, in Los Angeles, that's a completely different award. Or is it? That's uh, one of the questions. Uh, but Maureen Dowd with uh, an amazing thing. Scranton Joe is ready to go. Scranton Joe is ready to go. That's uh, in the New York Times because they're fluffers. It's a fluffer paper. Uh, they make sandwiches with their fluffer nutter, and they, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. Now, a lot, uh, lot to talk about other than me, but let's get back to me for a minute. Um, the uh, Saturday night was the annual White House Correspondents Association dinner uh, in Washington, D.C., and I was invited to attend by my good friends at Newsmax Television, Newsmax Television, where you may have seen the Biden Chronicles television shows, their uh, humorous light take on Joe Biden, to the extent that that's possible. It's sad, really. It's, it's, uh, it's, some people suggested that the show is elder abuse and uh, might be illegal uh, because, you know, like the kid's T-shirt in Massachusetts uh, frowned upon. But I want to talk about the White House Correspondents Association dinner, which I did attend uh, with my friends at Newsmax. And I was also there. I, I, it's not the reason I was there, but once it was learned that I would be at the dinner, I was asked if I would go up on stage and uh, meet the president of the United States, Joseph Robinette Biden, and accept an award on behalf of my uh, recently deceased stepfather, Bill Plant, a longtime CBS News correspondent and a very longtime White House correspondent 
for CBS News. And the word was, uh, was uh, given on Saturday night, night before last. And so I was also at the dinner to, uh, to accept the presentation of the award. Um, they asked me to keep my remarks to three hours, to three, because usually once I start, uh, it's, uh, you know, it takes, uh, takes a while for me to stop because that's how it goes. So we've got, uh, we've got lots and lots. And I've got audio for you from the White House Correspondents' Dinner, not just because, you know, my name was uttered and I was introduced on stage and went over and talked to President Joseph Robinette Biden. Also, uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris. Now, Kamala Harris gave me a standing ovation. Did you see that? Kamala Harris, she has no idea who I am, of course. But uh, Kamala Harris gave me a standing ovation. I just came out on stage, and she was being polite, and she stood up and was applauding as I went by. And that's kind of a keeper. I think I might have a T-shirt made out of that, of uh, Kamala Harris giving me a standing ovation. Um, they, you know, they have no idea what's going on in the world around them, the, uh, Joe Biden and, and, uh, and Kamala Harris. But I've got a lot to say about the correspondence dinner and my interaction with the president my uh, brief interaction with Kamala Harris. Actually, there are two different interactions. And we're going to have a, we're going to have, because there are photos, uh, we call them screen grabs. You know, screen. everybody knows screen grabs. CNN carried the event live. My alma mater, CNN, carried the event live. And um, a couple of screen grabs, one where I'm standing there shaking hands with Joseph Robinette Biden and speaking to him and he's speaking to me. And we're going to have a, um, a captioning contest a uh, contest where you can add a caption to the photo, you know, either a caption or, you know, what was said, Joe said, then Chris said, or Chris said, then Joe said. So we're going to post the photo of me with Joe Biden on the Twitter where you can uh, you can add a caption, on the Facebook where you can add a, a caption, uh, Instagram, uh, and uh, Boogaloo, Boogaloo. There is no such thing as Boogaloo. Just kidding, but there are all these various uh, things. We're going we're gonna to put on Facebook and, and on the Twitter um, and on Instagram, and you can add a caption. And then there's me on stage shaking hands with uh, Kamala Harris, and you can add a caption. You can add a caption as well. So we'll we'll have some fun with that. And uh, also, uh, you know, a bit about you know, did you see uh, what's her name, Chrissy Teigen? Did you see her coming in? She was there with John Legend. I guess they're an item. I think they're an item. And she came in. She was wearing a very dramatic outfit. Chrissy Teigen. She was a fashion model. For a long time. Is she still a fashion model, Michael? Probably still a fashion model. And uh, she was coming in, and she had a dress with, if it were wedding day, you might say had a long train, a long train. That is to say there's a lot of fabric dragging behind her, which is a really bad idea in a room as crowded as this one because it will invariably be stepped on, and then you're going to have to uh, – It's I've seen that movie. It gets uh, pulled off. But the um, the the three, they had slaves. That was <laughs> – they had slaves following her. It was like a Cecil B. DeMille production, and she was Elizabeth Taylor. And as she sashayed past the environmental protesters, this was kind of amusing, in front of the hotel, she had first two and then three individuals holding up the fabric and walking behind her because the dress was, you think it was too big? Because that was, <laughs> it was that way by the design. So I'll get into uh, some of that stuff because it was wacky. Uh, the Not my first uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, it would be fair to say. Uh, but um, but many stories that uh, came from the uh, Riley Gaines was there with the uh, person formerly known as Bruce Jenner, and um, and I ran into I ran into um, what about Caitlyn Jenner, and and I I turned I said excuse me and I thought to myself man that is one tall woman that is 
That is a tall drink of water. Then I did a, 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 a double take there, and I said, hey, wait a minute. Now I recognize. And I said, because there was this choke point at our table, and I said, sorry, I got a little gridlock here. And and uh, the person formerly known as Bruce Jenner said, uh, well, it's all Riley Gaines. And then I looked over there, and sure enough, there's Riley Gaines, the, the swimmer woman who is standing up for women everywhere. Uh, we've got updates on that as well. Uh, and, um, you know, it's it's uh, this White House dinner is a strange thing. So uh, we've also got more on Joe Biden. Biden's misleading deficit claim earns him a bottomless Pinocchio. Bottomless Pinocchio. I think that's... Uh, that's another movie they made in the San Fernando Valley, isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, and so the Washington Post gives him a, but I've never even heard of a bottomless uh, Pinocchio. Do you get that at brunch? At the drag brunch. I think you get it at the drag brunch. Uh, bottomless Pinocchio. So it's like it, normally you get a maximum of four Pinocchios, but his lie is so gigantic. How gigantic is it? That even the Washington Post gave him a bottomless Pinocchio. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, best and worst moments of the White House Correspondents Dinner from our good friends at Newsbusters and uh, Media Research Center. And you know who it is? It's Kevin Tober, our, our very own social media guru, Kevin Tober, that wrote the story for Newsbusters. Wonderful stuff. And and the great story, there are news stories, actual news stories. Peak liberalism. Chrissy Teigen attends White House Correspondents Dinner uh, uh, with a, a flock of servants trailing her to hold up her dress. It made headlines. And they'll look at this and say, oh, look, they're talking about me. You know, that's uh, the uh, the thing. Amazing stuff. And uh, we had Ron Klain. Remember him? He was the chief of staff to Joe Biden at the White House for a period of time. Now he's not. And uh, he, he had some crazy stuff, uh, crazy stuff to say. We've, uh, we've had uh, also in the bad news category an illegal alien who sneaked in the country over Joe Biden's open border massacred a family of five people in Texas uh, using a rifle. They're saying it was an AR-15-style rifle because the Democrats want to score some points out of this massacre. And it turns out the family that was massacred were all in the country illegally. That is to say they were all illegal aliens uh, in the country illegally. And then the murderer that murdered them also in the country illegally. And then our government put out the wrong picture, a picture of the wrong guy, and they misspelled his name. So the manhunt was on for a guy and the government, our government, Joe Biden, put out the wrong picture, picture of the wrong person, and misspelled his name. And the news media is just ignoring it and uh, moving on because the only thing they care about is AR-15 rifle. Let's ban those. And uh, Governor Abbott is under attack because, because he pointed out that the, it was a, the family that was massacred it's like the you know, it's like the book in Cold Blood, Truman Capote, uh, the movie in Cold Blood, Truman Capote, uh, the massacre of the family in the house by a psychopath and uh, the illegal alien who was shooting up uh, the neighborhood and, and his neighbors, also illegal aliens, Spanish speaking, came over and said, hey, could you knock off the gunfire? We got kids over here and stuff. And uh, then he walked over and massacred the family in the house, starting with mom. And then they got the eight-year-old. He got the eight-year-old. And now he's gone because the border's open both ways. See, it's like a revolving door. And he threw his cell phone away. First thing he did was throw his cell phone away, and he's gone. And I, I suspect that this guy will never be caught because he's just going to flee back to. But uh, we got that. So we got, and and, I, and I've got lots of news and information and some audio for you on that on that as well. There was a uh, a councilman, a Republican uh, a councilman, an elected official 
who announced he's a white guy. He's a white guy. And I think he's a straight white guy, I, I'm guessing. And uh, he looks like a straight white guy. What exactly does a straight white guy look like? Well, I'll show you a picture of this guy, and you'll say, oh, yeah, I like that. And uh, so the uh, GOP councilman announces that he identifies as a lesbian and a woman of color. It's like, it's like, it's like in seventh grade. However, uh, last Friday, I, I actually identified as a woman for 60 seconds. Remember that? Michael, I'd for 60 seconds on uh, Friday, I identified as a, as a woman. And uh, I went through some emotional uh, people. I, it, was, it was a roller coaster. And, uh, and then I, you know, and I, for a moment, I wanted to have children desperately. And, and uh, then uh, the moment passed and, and I was uh, back to there. That's right. We timed it. We timed it and everything. And then, and then I was fine again. I was fine. Yeah, so this councilman, he I, announced that he identifies as a woman of color and he's a lesbian, and now liberals who have no sense of humor, they call themselves liberals, but they're not really, uh, they have no sense of humor about themselves, certainly. Uh, they all want him fired and canceled and to have no income and to live in a cardboard box because you can't make jokes about them like the middle Middleborough mass student, the uh, kid who wore the T-shirt that said there are only two genders, and they canceled him and they drove him out of school. And he's like, wait a minute, there are trans and rainbow flags all over the school and they teach us this stuff in class and I wear a t-shirt uh, that says there are only two genders and you send me home and tell me I can't wear that? Deutschland, Deutschland, uber alles. I remember when liberals, self-identified liberals, actually believed in free speech. Those days are gone. Boy, are those days gone. Amazing. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah, Delaware County, Indiana, councilman said uh, that he's uh, a woman of color now. Uh, he's white and he's a man, at least outwardly, he appears to be. But honestly, he's making a point that they miss, right? And that is a, and, 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 he, and he makes the point and he says it out loud. He says, well, wait a minute, you can't tell me that I'm not because you've been telling all of us for years that, that we are whatever we say we are. And now I say, I'm, uh, you know, Rachel Dolezal said she's black. And uh, Rachel Dolezal is a woman, right, as far as we know. And um, Senator Elizabeth Focahannis Warren said that she's a Cherokee Indian for like 40 years. They kept promoting her at Harvard because of it. And it turns out she's, you know, whiter than Mitt Romney. But pay no attention to that. Also, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy was on with Chunk yesterday. Chunk on NBC Fake News. That used to be a good show. Remember that? With Tim Russert. Because Tim Russert was an old Democrat Capitol Hill staffer, too, wasn't he? Chunk Todd, a former Democrat Senate campaign staffer. And, uh, and Vivek Ramaswamy said there are two genders, and it just threw Chunk for a loop. It was amazing stuff. New uh, Make America Women Women Again hats are available. They look like Make America Great Again hats. I think there's a bit of pushback going on, and the left really hates that, so they're going to have to. More attacks on the Supreme Court on Clarence Thomas, on Justice Roberts and his wife, because, well, they've got a plan for the Supreme Court. They're going to wreck it. That's their plan. Jeffrey Epstein and all of his Democrat friends uh, coming up. Uh, more COVID updates. Another bank collapsed. Another weekend in America. We're at 888-630-9625. If a candidate Warren grew up thinking that she is Native American by heritage, who are we to say that she is not? There's only one Chris Plant.
The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, we are posting photographs of myself and Joe Biden from Saturday night, myself and Kamala Harris from Saturday night at the White House dinner. Uh, And we're having a caption contest for everyone you can add you can add the keep it keep it clean, please. You know it's a family operation, but uh, caption contests. Uh, me and Biden, me and uh, Kamala, they're kind of amusing, I think. Let's go to the telephones right now. Let's go to Matt calling from St. Louis, Missouri. Matthew, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Happy May Day in Communistopia. Why? Thank you, Brad. Well, that's right. It's May Day. I wonder what the Obamas are doing. <laughs> Hey, I got a, a TV show or movie suggestion and then a book suggestion for you. I, so Disney, ABC Disney's got a lot of uh, past experience with a show about someone pretending not to be something that they actually are. <laughs> so I thought they could do a, a, a new TV show or movie starring Miley Cyrus, and it would be about Zoe Zephyr, and it would be called Trana Montana. <laughs> and then for the book um it would be a book about advertising strategy um and it would be about bud light it would be called from dilly dilly to dylan dylan how to destroy your brand in one quick easy step you should be uh you should be writing for somebody well you're writing for me right now yeah zooey zephyr the transgender montana uh state legislator who caused all kinds of upheaval and was banned from the floor of the state house in montana for being disruptive, which Democrats are doing now. You know, it started with the Tennessee Three. Now it's become very trendy for Democrats to stage insurrections uh, on the the floor of various state legislatures across the country. And the media loves it. The media loves Democrat insurrections, especially by elected officials. Can you say elected and insurrection in the same sentence? Because it sounds vaguely, doesn't it? Am I... Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen.
All right. Um, as always, a lot to get to. You hear about the Moderna CEO, the CEO of Moderna, the vaccine people? He's doing pretty well. He's suddenly very attractive to the women in the office. I'll, uh, well, do you hear about the deal this guy got? Um, he can uh, he can buy a ship and uh, go to the Mediterranean and uh, never bother anyone ever again. Uh, but before we uh, before we get to that, uh, there is a lot to get to in the 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 gender thing with the Democrat Party is completely crazy. They they just keep it up too. Uh, in fact, our our first brilliant caller this morning, Matt, calling from St. Louis, talking about Zoe Zephyr, the transgender Democrat in Montana of all places, uh, and uh, it, Montana. It's reached Montana. It's it's uh, crazy. And it just goes everywhere in school. The the twelve year old. I've got this amazing twelve year old who should win an award of some kind, but instead he's being sent home from school. Uh, we'll get to that. You, you remember Joe Biden recently said he said, and we had Melissa Harris Perry. We've been using this one forever. That you have to stop thinking of children as being your children. They're not property of uh, parents and families, you know. And Joe Biden said something similar. Uh, similar recently, about a week ago, Melissa Harris-Perry on MSDNC long time ago with this one. We've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Yeah, the whole communities. It's, uh, you know, community property. Your child is community. You know, they're treating children like community property these days, aren't they? And sexualizing the, the heck out of them. That's, that's a demented worldview that the left has. But it goes back to the Bolshevik Revolution. It, it literally does go back to the idea that, uh, you know, separating children from the parents and, and making them effectively wards of the state, of the culture, and brainwashing them at a very early age. Uh, Vladimir Lenin. Vladimir Ilyich Yulinov famously said, give me a, a child for four years and the seeds I have planted will never be uprooted. Give me a child for eight years and you'll have a Bolshevik for life. A Bolshevik for life. Lenin also said, by the way, the goal of socialism is communism. He should know. Uh, let's go to the, uh, let's go back to the telephones. Let's go to Jay calling from Cape Coral, Florida. Jay, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Jay, Jay in Cape Coral, Florida, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, look, Jay's not there. What's up with that? Put him on hold because he had something to say that uh, actually pertained to uh, everything that we're talking about here. Uh, Jay, talking about how, you know, when you're out in public, um, let's say you see a kid with a T-shirt on that you find objectionable. Should you, uh, what do you do about that? Is he if Jay's there? I bet Jay's there now. Jay, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Uh-oh. Hey, Jay. Uh, still not there. He went away. He put his phone down. He went to lunch. He's in Cape Florida, Cape Coral, Florida. They got a lot of stuff going on. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the young man from Middleborough, Mass. Littleborough, Mass. His uh, in Middleborough, Mass. Uh, you got a you know a lot of libs. It's Massachusetts, right? And a young man, 12 years old, in school. Liam Morrison. Liam Morrison. He is uh, a school child, but he knows a thing or two about a thing or two. And he wore a T-shirt to school. 
you will hear him explain. He wore a T-shirt to school, and his T-shirt caused trouble at school because the T-shirt on the chest says there are only two genders. There are only two genders. And as we know, the Democrat Party has issues with gender, and they don't believe in science. They don't believe in genetics. They uh, don't believe in chromosomes. There is a lot that they don't believe because, you know, everything to them is is radical and, and political. And they're completely crazy, I think, is the short version. So here is the young man, Liam Morrison, who went to the school board meeting to explain, hey, I was sent home from school because I was wearing a T-shirt that states something that is obviously true, and that is... There are only two genders. Here is Liam Morrison. I never thought that the shirt I wore to school on March 21st would lead me to speak with you today. On that Tuesday morning, I was taken out of gym class to sit down with two adults for what turned out to be a very uncomfortable talk. I was told that people were complaining about the words on my shirt, that my shirt was making some students feel unsafe. Unsafe. Words on a shirt made people feel unsafe. They told me that I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. I told, I was told that I would need to remove my shirt before I could return to class. When I nicely told them that I didn't want to do that, they called my father. Thankfully, my dad supported my decisions and came to pick me up. What did my shirt say? Five simple words. There are only two genders. Nothing harmful, nothing threatening. Just a statement I believe to be a fact. I have been told that my shirt was targeting a protected class. Targeting a protected class. class. Are their feelings more important than my rights? I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Hang on, hang on. You know, I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity flags hung throughout the school. So throughout the school, they've got rainbow flags throughout the school. They've got uh, diversity flags, doubtless transgender flags. But he dared to wear a T-shirt to school that declares on its chest, there are only two genders. And so he was pulled out of gym class because he said, and he used the words, he's a smart kid, a protected class. See, what's that protected class? That, That someone was offended and felt unsafe, felt unsafe because he was wearing a T-shirt that says, there are only two genders, all right? Now, that is some, that is some pretty crazy stuff. The, uh, and it, 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 uh, it gets worse, but unsafe. And then we got Chunk Todd with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy yesterday as well on NBC Fake News, Meet the Press. Yeah, so 12-year-old was sent home from school after he refused to change his T-shirt that said there are only two genders. Liam Morrison, a seventh grader, at Nichols Middle School in Middleborough, Massachusetts, said he was taken out of gym class on March 21st, met with uh, school staff who told him that people were complaining about the statement on his shirt and that it made them feel, quote, unsafe, end quote. Really? Then maybe, you know, being out in public is not for you. Maybe being in school is too frightening for you, getting on the bus, uh, leaving your home, crawling out from under your bed, Uh, coming out of the closet, literally, not metaphorically, might uh, be too unsafe for you. 
His comments were picked up by a popular Twitter account, Libs of TikTok. And you know, the, the, the uh, Libs, so-called Libs, lefties, really they're lefties. They hate Libs of TikTok because Libs of TikTok takes what liberals do and posts what they do. And uh, then people mock them, see? And, and they can't stand that because they're very thin-skinned. They spend their whole lives attacking people in every fashion and on every platform on the planet. And then if you say boo, uh, then they drop to the floor in panic and start crying and say you make me feel unsafe because the Democrat Party has organized the mentally weak, the pathetic, and the unwell. Um, yes, he said, yeah, words on a T-shirt make people unsafe. Yeah. They told me I wasn't in trouble, but it sure felt like I was. 12-year-old, listen to how uh, smart the kid is. And and he's laying out. This is at a school board meeting at the microphone, reading a prepared statement, obviously in his own words. I don't complain when I see pride flags and diversity posters hung throughout the school. Do you know why? Because others have a right to their beliefs just as I do. What? Not one person, staff, or student told me that they were bothered by what I was wearing. Actually, just the opposite. Several kids told me that they supported my actions and that they wanted one too. I experienced... Wait, no. I was told that the shirt was a disruption to learning. No one got up and stormed out of class. No one burst into tears. I'm sure I would have noticed if they had. I experience disruptions to my learning every day. Kids acting out in class are a disruption, yet nothing is done. Why do the rules apply to one, yet not another? I feel like these adults were telling me that it wasn't okay for me to have an opposing view. Their arguments were weak, in my opinion. I didn't go to school that day to hurt feelings or cause trouble. I have learned a lot from this experience. I learned that a lot of other students share my view. I learned that adults don't always do the right thing or make the right decisions. I know that I have a right to wear those five, a shirt with those five words. Even at 12 years old, I have my own political opinions, and I have a right to express those opinions. Even at school, this right is called Even at school. the First Amendment to the Constitution. First Amendment. My hope in being here tonight is to bring the school committee's attention to this issue. I hope that you will speak up for the rest of us so we can express ourselves without being pulled out of class. Next time, it may not only be me. There might be more students that decide to speak out. Thank you for your time and good night. What this kid is brighter than the president of the United States. He's more well-spoken than the president of the United States. He's more intelligent. He's more serious than the president of the United States. Um, And pride flags throughout the school. Um, I'm sorry. He's a 12-year-old. They have sexual symbols throughout the school in grammar school, right? Maybe it's a junior high school. It's a middle school. And and, they, and they're, just don't call them groomers. Just don't say they're sexualizing the children, right? Now, he knows about the First Amendment. He learned that adults don't always do the right thing. He asks all the right questions about the First Amendment, about free speech, about why Others are allowed to express their opinions, but I'm or their views or their and and you know and then there's just the simple reality that there are two genders. This has been well established for for a very long time. And then in the 20th century, we we cracked the genetic code and chromosomes and and all of this. And now the Democrat Party and the media. But I repeat myself, they deny all of this. And there are pride flags and diversity flags and signs throughout the school, but don't show up wearing a shirt that says there are only two genders or you'll be sent home. You will be ordered. Ordered! You will be ordered to remove the shirts 
because it does not conform with party orthodoxy. And that is today's Democrat Party. And and uh, they are, you know, they've stolen the school system. This is part of the military invasion approach of the left in the United States. You seize control of the radio stations, uh, you know, uh, NPR and the uh, networks and uh, news and the television stations. This is what an invading army would do. And then, of course, you take over the schools. Next, you take over the schools because, as Lenin said, right, just uh, just amazing stuff. Now, let's go to uh, let's go to the because this is definitely related stuff. Well, let's go to Chunk. Let's go to Chunk next. Chunk Todd is a former Democrat Party. Um, now we're going to number fifteen, right? Fifteen. Oh, I apologize. Number fourteen. Oh yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, Chunk, he's a party activist. His wife is a party operative, and uh, takes in millions of dollars at her company from the Bernie Sanders campaign, who's a Bolshevik. And so on. You may remember the Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson being asked uh, by Senator Marsha Blackburn about uh, gender, about, oh, you know, what is a woman? Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? N- not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. The She's not a biologist, so she can't tell you what a, you're, you're about to be a Supreme Court justice. You know, you should, uh, do you know how many days there are in the week? Do you acknowledge that the sun is a big ball of fire in the sky? Um, uh, uh, honestly, our, you know, our dog's bipedal. Chunk Todd with a uh, very bright man, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who was, uh, he's running for president as a Republican, and he's on the, he was on uh, with Chunk yesterday on NBC. How do you know, are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is uh, as binary as you're describing it? Are you confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? Well, there's, there's two X chromosomes if you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a man. There's a lot of scientific research out there. There's a lot of scientific He's research out off. there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Do you know this as a scientist? Well, uh, Chunk, the great, but do you know that the uh, sun is a great ball of fire in the sky that burns hydrogen and warms our planet? Do you know that the Earth rotates on a slightly tilted axis, uh, axis and, and uh, that that's what uh, leads to day and night and sunrise and sunset? Um, Vivek Ramaswamy with uh, the gender dysphoric Chunk Todd. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder. And I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding I, for the last I, I go 100 back years. To this. Do you know this as a scientist? I love that. Well, if you're not a scientist, you can't say there are two genders and that gender is binary. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that yes. may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do trust is me. consider something like this. But if that really? is what they think could help their child pursue happiness, happiness. or not to kill themselves, not to, I, why take away that option? Again, 
it, why shouldn't it be up to the parents? So part of why parents why should now it be up to the parents? feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, because we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people if they don't actually take those steps. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it mm -hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is why on earth are we going out of our way mm -hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, yeah. let's not create more of it. That's what we're doing. Ah, uh, Chunk. Oh, it's up to the parent. I I'm sorry, Chunk, in schools across America, Democrats are empowering school employees to feed puberty blockers to little boys and hormones to little girls, steroids to little girls, without telling the parents, quite explicitly while keeping it from the parents. Whoopi Goldberg made the same idiotic remark last week. Uh, no, you guys are actually denying parents a role in this process, for one thing, and you're enticing and encouraging culturally. And we just played uh, Middleborough Mass student Liam Morrison talking about how there are pride flags throughout the school not that they're encouraging this sort of thing, not that they're grooming, and also, shh, don't tell the parents. I am. Do you know I this as a scientist? Yeah, what are you, some kind of a scientist or something, Vivek Ramaswamy? Chunk Todd actually says, well, you say there are two genders, and then he challenges him by, Suggesting he's not a scientist. Do you say that as a scientist, Chunk says to Vivek Ramaswamy, a very smart man? Pretty uh, pretty amazing, I've, uh, I've got to say. Are you I, confident that I it am. isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. Do you know I'm, this as a scientist? See, if you're not a scientist, I'm not going to take your word for it. We're going to ask a scientist who will say what we want them to say because the party uh, determines what can be said and what cannot be said. Oh, we got a uh, tweet from uh, Lib saying, oh, that kid read that statement in school just like Tucker Carlson wrote it for him. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's writing for 12-year-olds in Massachusetts, right? And Tucker Carlson probably prompted the school officials. We call them officials now. And then, uh, you know, administrators, teachers, we call them officials like we're the Soviet Union. And the officials sent him home because it was all part of a Tucker Carlson plot. Uh, by the way, uh, Joe Biden took shots at Tucker Carlson at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, and the crowd roared, and the crowd roared. Then they had a person identifying as a comedian. I'm making quotation marks with my fingers. But if we can all identify as whatever we'd like, then he can identify as a comedian. I remember when comedians would tell jokes and people would laugh because they enjoyed the humor. Uh, that's not really the case anymore. Pure politics, like the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Yeah, so a uh, tweet from a lib. The kid attacking the 12-year-old kid who was sent home because he was wearing a T-shirt that dared to say there are only two genders. And the school can't tolerate that. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in the First Amendment. They don't believe in the United States of America. And, uh, and if your views or your rhetoric deviate from the party line, well, you're going home. <laughs> Thank you.
welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although, I didn't really work with her a lot. But, Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.